I'm Jill Miller. And I'm Mary Kastner. Those charismaniacs left you damaged and scarred. On behalf of Holy Spirit, we hope to offer you some damage control. He wants a relationship with you. And we're here to support you along the way, whether it's in ministry or in your day-to-day life. Well, welcome to Don't Shove the Dove. Like I said, I'm Jill Miller, and I currently work in the Diocese of Hamilton in Hamilton, New Zealand. Uh, but I am from the United States of America, from Texas more specifically. Of course, you mentioned and Texas. <laughs> yeah, of course I do. Wait, it's like a Texas thing. You always have to mention Just Texas. Just one of those Come people. On one of those Texans. <laughs> You know, I used to deny it, and then I just embraced it. And by I used to, I mean, I did for like maybe a day or two. (laughs) When I moved here, I was like, I'm not going to be one of those people. But I am one of those people. You're one of those people. Jill's one of those people. So if you're one of those people, I think you're going to like Jill. But, you know. Yeah. Uh, So I, yeah, most recently I'm from Austin, (laughs) Texas. Um, I've been working in parish youth ministry for a while now. Ten years in ministry altogether. Went to Franciscan University. Some people call it the Franciscan University. Or Stoops. I am not one of those people. <laughs> yeah, and I'd like for you to meet uh, my lovely co-host, Mary Kastner. So, yeah, I'm Mary. I grew up in Pennsylvania, so basically Pennsylvania, but out in the... There, there, there's really... It's mostly farmland, so Amish. That makes it sound like it's like the Pennsylvania-Kentucky border. It's not. It's, the other, it's like the New York City border part of Pennsylvania, so... <laughs> Um, but yeah, so grew up there, went to Stuby, um, so Franciscan University, and one of those. then one of those, totally one of those, and ended up in the desert of Phoenix, Arizona, where I do ministry now. And I've been a youth minister for about 10 years and run other evangelistic ministries and do music and all this stuff. So I'm like a normal, I guess, ministry person. We do all the things. <laughs> so. How many hats do I wear in youth ministry? Exactly. I wear all of them. The limit does not exist. <laughs> there is no, no limit. All things to all people. It's true, though. It is true. Uh, you know, business person, youth minister, YouTuber, podcaster yeah, now. Yeah, podcaster. Adding that to the list. That's crazy. Or podcastner. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is awesome. I just went there. I just went there. Anyways, um, Mary likes to share the story about how we met very often because she thinks it's really <laughs> I think funny. It's hysterical. <laughs> so we thought that it would be fun to to share this. Okay. All right. So am I narrating this? Is that cool? Yeah, you're narrating it. This is okay. all you. So I'll um, preface this with. So preface what? What I say? <laughs> preface preface that this. <laughs> no, that's not how that works. Um, so. <laughs> That would be future things. Okay. So I will um, preface this with basically, so Jill and I both obviously went to Steubenville. We overlapped um, a good amount, I feel like. Like, is it like three years of our school time there, I think? Yeah. You graduated a year before me. So, and I had seen Jill around campus, but I didn't know who she was. And I did music on campus, so it was this weird, like, a lot of people knew who I was, but I didn't know who they were, just because I was in front of people playing a lot for masses and worship events. All right, Mary, you were super popular. popular Um, No. (laughs) But anyway, I would see Jill. I didn't know who she was, but when I would see her, 
she just always seemed to look grumpy. And so I I never really got to know Jill. I have a problem. <laughs> she has one of those faces, people, if you know what I'm talking about. She's beautiful, but she looks like she's angry. I have a staring looks problem. Like angry. So I was scared because I, <laughs> I don't I don't. Uh, like conflict very much and she seemed grumpy so um, I never really got to know Jill until towards the tail end of my time in Steubenville she did a semester in Austria and um, I'd done a lot of music while I was in Austria and I really grew in my worship leading there and um, so I got a bunch of messages from some of the people that semester after mine in Austria one of them being Jill on Facebook, of course, just DMing. And this girl who seemed grumpy all the time messaged and wanted to get coffee with me, which I was both terrified and intrigued. <laughs> so, <laughs> Apparently she thought I was just setting her up to like jump her in the back alley maybe, or something. I guess. Um, so, <laughs> so we did end up when she came back from Austria, we met up in the student center and got coffee and I was like, Oh, She's actually awesome. And then I graduated. <laughs> so I know like Then she so left. We didn't actually get to know each other on campus a ton aside from that coffee. And then uh when she graduated, there was a job opening where I was doing ministry first in New York State. And she ended up getting that job. And I for those of you in the Northeast, um I I am just assuming that there's probably a similar experience of ministry being kind of dead and there not being a lot of community. Maybe things are getting better now. That was also like 10 years ago. So I don't know what it's like now, but um, Jill and I, we lived an hour apart in New York state and we were each other's lifeline. I feel like, would you say that Jill? Kind of. Yeah. We like would drive an hour and really it's an hour that Mary was driving. So like an hour and 20 minutes for a normal driver. Okay. <laughs> Leadfoot. Mary Leadfoot Castle. I've never made it there in an hour. Um, <laughs> but we're in the same diocese and we would drive like once a week to go see each other and hang out and smoke cigars. That's true. <laughs> listen to music and make yeah, burgers. Drink and, beer. Make burgers. Um, yeah. So, you know. It was really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So we got really close basically in that period of overlap of ministry in New York. And, and then Mary moved in with me. True. She she kept me from being homeless, which she constantly holds over my head because I was an irresponsible millennial who didn't do my lease paperwork properly. And I found out within like three days, I think of like I had to move out of my apartment within three days and find a new place to live. And Jill graciously took me into her home. It was fun. So I had an hour commute to my parish, but I actually had community, which was actually wonderful and way better. Um, she just couldn't get enough <laughs> of me. But then I moved to the other side of the country after. Yeah. And then she moved away and it's been terrible since because we've been separated. Basically things like, I don't know, maybe the coronavirus happened because we're apart. That's what I think. So bad things happen when we're far away from yes. each other. It's been bad since 2013. Basically. So, I mean, look at your lives. Every natural disaster or horrible thing that's happened in your life is probably due to Jill and I being so far apart. So, you know, that's it's <laughs> my take on it. But Hot take. Quarantine confessions. Quarantine We're responsible confessions. for coronavirus. Oh, my gosh. 
All confessions are now public. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so that's the story of how we met. And we've been friends ever since and uh, done ministry together. It's been really, really blessed and fruitful. And that kind of uh, led us to where we are now. I guess share a little bit of why we wanted to start this podcast, how we came about Mm -hmm. starting this podcast and our hopes, our dreams, our desires, aspirations, concerns, all the above for said podcast. Yeah. Maybe how we named it. Oh my gosh. This is wonderful. All the things. So yeah, we started when we, I guess, were living together in New York. We started doing ministry together and doing a little bit, both of us kind of were formed in more of a charismatic spirituality, had some encounters with, yeah, the charismatic renewal that really left a positive impact uh, in us. And a charismatic renewal, I guess it was very structured Mm -hmm. um, and led, I think, to both of our spiritualities being quite contemplative as well. um, And the beauty between kind of those two and having an appreciation for um, the traditional as well as um, the spirituality that came out of the renewal. And yeah, so we kind of have done ministry events, even though we've been far apart. That's kind of the thing that's been really awesome to be able to work together and um, collaborate on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And we've seen a lot of fruit coming from that and a real desire from people to uh, dive into a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Um, Seeing those light bulbs kind of go off when we kind of explain things and that maybe weren't explained well before. Mm from people that had been to prayer meetings or whatnot. And yeah. So I think when we were discussing earlier this year or late last year, mm-hmm. one of the two, um, we thought kind of we're planning about what we kind of hoped for in ministry in our futures. Um, and for both of us, kind of that sharing of um, that school of spirituality was a big thing. Um, if that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we said, well, what's a platform that realistically we can start to do that now? Um, and that was a podcast. So that's kind of, I think how I came to, to think about it and pray about it and came to this. Um, I don't know if you have anything to add in there, Mary. No, I mean, I think, uh, this makes sense now. And I mean, with all of our quarantining, (laughs) we actually have this wonderful abundance of time to create and have fun with things like this. But, um, yeah, with both of our, our spiritualities being pretty dang similar, um, and wanting to help other people to know Holy Spirit personally, um, this is a real concrete way that we can do that. And, um, with, Jill, I, I don't, did you, yeah, you mentioned that you're in New Zealand. So, and I'm in the yeah. desert in Phoenix. I'm so, far away. um, this is actually doable in terms of you're in the desert and I'm in the promised whatever. land. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally don't, I mean, it's, we're moving into summer in Phoenix too. So I have nothing to brag about, you know, it's like, it's like moving into like the 90 degree range, which is very chill, which is cold in winter for you guys. Yes. 90 degrees Um, is like, oh, it's cooling down. So um, it'll probably, which might just fry the coronavirus (laughs) is our hope when we start moving into the Phoenix is going to be the only safe place. We move into the 110, 120 degree range. So anyway, so that's how we got here. (laughs) That's how we got here, ladies and gentlemen. 
Um, yeah, we decided, so we kind of went also back and forth on a name for a while. Oh, yeah. Um, that was super fun. We had some great ideas. <laughs> like, yeah, we had some really good ideas. <laughs> but, you know, like, I think I've always had, like, a, a place in my heart for those, like, I don't know, old people, old church people that have those, like, sayings. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that just have, like, that you're just like, what? Like. How? How's that even a saying? But um, one of them was "Don't shove the dove," and I was like, "That is a great name for that a should podcast. Be our podcast." And so, and so inclusive of what we want to do, and funny and lighthearted, and mm-hmm. um, you know, but also, yeah, definitely captures the spirit of where we want to lead people, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's we should. Uh, sorry, I'm like. A squirrel. Um, or I'm not a squirrel. It's the dog from Up. He says squirrel. I'm not a squirrel. Doug. But I'm like Doug. Doug. I'm basically Doug in human form. But um, okay. Yes. Focus back. Our listeners will learn. Um, so anyway. <laughs> We're back. But uh, we we had some great backup ideas, though, um, that I would like to acknowledge of names for <laughs> our podcast. One was, um, that's the spirit we almost went with that. Um, another was the glory spout. So one of our uh, priest friends would use that in ministry. Talk about uh, was it? Lord, put me under the spout where the glory comes out. And the best part is that we found a song, like an old country like old gospel song. Yeah, like old school. So if you're if you're feeling kind of silly you know <laughs> and adventurous and you know things mm-hmm. um go to google or spotify and type in the glory spout or is that yeah, what it's called glory spout and the yeah. is the band called glory bound is that right yeah I think? it's off of an album or the band is called glory bound or something like that but do yourself a favor it's, it's amazing hysterical I feel what how would you describe like the album art? Um very like 80s mixtape. With a giant train and there's a giant train and a black and white photo. Like it's very edgy. It's almost like it's almost old enough to come back and be cool yeah, again. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> That's awesome. Like it's almost there. Mm-hmm. So there's don't shove the dove. Don't shove the dove. Um Cool. So I guess we were kind of planning for episode one uh, last week, actually a couple of days ago, um, which was last week, actually. Uh, <laughs> We've lost all sense of time and space because of this. Yeah, timed is like a not thing because of quarantine. <laughs> uh, you know, Mary and I <laughs> were talking and she shared uh, a question that somebody had asked her. Yeah. Um. Is it necessary to have a relationship with all three persons of the Trinity? Mm. And I thought that was a great question. Yeah. Um, to kind of think about and to unpack in our first uh, episode, why is why do we have to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit? You know. Yeah. And is it necessary? Should we? All of the things. Yeah, absolutely. And it's. I think I was like especially intrigued. By that question because it was asked by a parent in a religious ed 
program at my parish. So it was coming from an adult, um, a dad. And I, I never really thought about that question before. Um, because I mean, I think just on a natural level, why wouldn't you want to get to know each person of the Trinity? You know, it's, it's kind of that attitude of, well, what, what can I get away with? <laughs> or like, how much do I have to do? What's the minimum that I can do? Yeah. Versus, oh, like I can have a relationship with all three persons of the Trinity. Let's do it. You know, but it was, it was just such an honest question. I actually really appreciated it. And it got me thinking a lot. So I don't know, but what, what did you think of the question, Jill? Or like, what was kind of your initial response? I guess my initial reaction to it was like, man, that's a really good question. Mm -hmm. And my second thought was, why would you not want to have a relationship with all three right. people? Right. All three persons. Um, and then the third one was, of course, like in the Gospels, Jesus literally says it is better that I go that you like that the Holy Spirit would come mm. like so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Jesus. No. Like if he was standing right in front of us right now and he was like, it's better for you, Mary and Jill, that I go. We'd be like, uh, no. <laughs> Jesus, no, it, it definitely isn't. No, no, no. I just need the relationship with you. <laughs> That's all. I don't want another person. I just want cool. you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. But I also thought it shows like how people think of the Trinity. Mm. And I remember, okay, uh, full disclosure, I took a Trinity class when I was at Franciscan. And it was an 8 a.m. class. I rarely went to it mm -hmm. ever. But <laughs> I went one class that I remember that I went to. Um, it was really cool. It was taught by um, Dr. Rudis Martin, who has a very theatrical voice. Yes. And, you know, like, he's like, and God. <laughs> you know, that's like, that's my Rudis Martin impression. Um, and he talks like that the whole time. And uh, I remember him saying that the Trinity is really three persons in so much as their relationship to one another. Yeah. So their relationship to each person's relationship to the other is really what makes it three persons. Mm -hmm. It's hard to kind of wrap your mind around, but they're three in one, right? If we want to have a relationship with God, we have to have a relationship with all three. Mm -hmm. Jesus came to reveal the Father's love for us, right? Yeah. So we we can't really know the Father without knowing Jesus. Right. Right. And we can't really come to that knowledge of faith or that act or expression of faith without the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so it's just not complete if you don't have a relationship with all three. Um, it's like you're a fraction of you're really getting to know just a fraction of who God is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's something that's life changing. Um, I know for for me, even there is a, a drastic difference in the way that I experienced and knew God before. I concretely encountered the Holy Spirit versus yeah. um, after. And I didn't even know it. And it's not like I didn't have a relationship with God or with Jesus or with, um, I guess somewhat the father. I struggled with the father still, but um, once I actually concretely, I felt like had an experience of the Holy Spirit where I was like, that's Holy Spirit in college 
my relationship with God completely transformed and changed for the better. And, and I've changed. Yeah. Even. So what, what was that? Like, do you mind, do you mind sharing kind of, I guess on the spot, we had talked a little bit about sharing like testimony, but what yeah, that was like. I mean, cause I, I grew up with a relationship with the Lord. Um, like I remember even like, like very like meditative and, Ignatian too, like when I was little, kind of like you'd imagine your imaginary friends on the parking lot or like I said parking lot, sorry. Um, that was my experience. So I have memories of, I should have prefaced it. I have memories of being in grade school and being alone on the playground and imagining Jesus and Mary with me. So, so I would, I had that like kind of Ignatian more so like spirituality. I didn't realize it's what it was but, like at the time, but I used to like talk to Jesus like that. Um, and so I had a relationship with him since I was really young. And it, I think prior to college, my concept of the Holy spirit was so much more vague, which I think is the case for a lot of people where it's kind of like, you can relate to Jesus as a person and it's really hard to relate to fire or a dove or wind or oil you know, and <laughs> or oil, you know, like a jar of oil, really hard to empathize with that, you know? <laughs> like, um, and I didn't, I, I remember actually one of the big shifts for me in college, the, the biggest shift shift was experiencing what's called baptism, Holy spirit. But even before that, my first assignment in Steubenville was to write my testimony and present it. It was like a 10 minute testimony. And I will never forget. I got points docked on my testimony because I call, I called Holy spirit it instead of he. And I was ticked. (laughs) I was like, what the heck? I lost points over this, but that, I mean, I'll never make that mistake again. And that's why we started this podcast. Exactly. But it actually, I'm grateful for that. I'm not bitter at all. No, but I'm, I'm grateful for that because it, it exposed how distant and impersonal I saw the Holy Spirit as. And so I started shifting my vocabulary to really looking at him as a person and that helped a ton. But then I was actually prayed over, um, at an event in Steubenville for baptism of the Holy spirit people call it, and we don't have to get into all of what that is right now, but, um, I didn't feel anything actually when that initially happened, I thought like some people have crazy experiences of this. I didn't feel anything when I was prayed over. And, um, but what I noticed was in the coming months, all of a sudden, when I would read scripture, it would make more sense to me. And I, I started to encounter more people that had what you'd call gifts of the Holy Spirit. And then I did my Austria semester in college. And that's when I started. I actually had physical experiences of either being an eyewitness of watching someone get healed and watching their leg grow out because somebody called on the power of the Holy spirit right in front of me. And you can't deny an experience like that when you have it, it's kind of like, you can't be like, well, that wasn't real. No, I literally saw someone's leg ground, you know? Um, or for me, I felt, I had experiences of being prayed over and I actually felt like heat over me. And it was, 
um, amazing to me that the person of the Holy Spirit can actually be physically felt um, and that he's that personal. And um, I had so many experiences, it's hard to like narrow it to one, but there, I remember the distinct shift for me was that experience actually of being corrected from calling him it to calling him he, and then actually having experiences of being prayed over specifically in the context of being prayed for an encounter with the Holy Spirit and actually feeling things and experiencing things and watching people be physically healed. Um, yeah, that's, it's the best way I guess I could describe it. So, yeah, that's incredible. And I think that that's what has kind of attracted me, I think, to this spirituality as well, even though I have a great love for um, more contemplative spiritualities like Ignatian spirituality and stuff like I'm all about it. But I think that the personal relationship is a lot more, I think, present for me when I pray um, mm. with the Holy Spirit than probably any other person in the in the Trinity, you know, um, just because you can, uh, like you said, you can feel those those manifestations of of the Holy Spirit present mm. being poured out upon us you know that heaviness or that heat or or whatnot and yeah i've never experienced that um praying with the lord like or with uh god the father Mm -hmm. not to take away from my relationship with those two persons of the trinity Mm -hmm. but there's something very engaging and so many people when you talk to them struggle with prayer because they don't feel like they feel like it's a one-sided conversation. Right. It's a one-sided, you know, like I sit, you know, and I ask these intercessions or I pray for this, or I say, you know, my rosary and my chaplet and read scriptures, but I don't really feel like I, when I sit and wait for the Lord to speak to me, Mm -hmm. a lot of people struggle with that part of prayer because they don't feel like, they're getting a response from the Lord. Right. Um, and for me, really diving into that more Holy Spirit central spirituality mm-hmm. uh, is, has been quite actually the opposite. Um, when I neglect that part of my prayer life, I think is when I feel actually most distant mm. from the Lord you know, and most disconnected. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even just looking at it scripturally, if you look at Acts and you look at the apostles and especially Peter, there is like, like if you think about it concretely, right? So Peter walked with Jesus for what, like three years um, constantly. So Peter had a relationship with Jesus without really having the the Holy Spirit poured out yet and having that depth of relationship with the Holy Spirit being poured out at Pentecost, right? And there's a clear difference between Peter before his experience and Peter after that experience. Because you see there's so much fear and insecurity before. And then there's just so much confidence and leadership following when you go into Mm -hmm. Acts. And I, I think... 
a lot of people struggle. I've worked with some of my, some of the kids at our parish that are going to be coming into the church or receiving their confirmation. And one of the things that I try to always bring up for them is you don't always see in a concrete way, people who receive their confirmation all of a sudden turning into like basically St. Paul's and St. Peter's, you know, like going around the streets and praying over people and them getting healed or preaching the gospel from the streets. It's not a common thing that you see, but you can go through the motions of confirmation, I think, without actually engaging in the relationship with the Holy Spirit. And definitely Peter actually engaged into that relationship and pressed into that relationship and received it, received him. (laughs) And see, it's so easy to still move into it. Um, But you see the transformation in him. And that, that was the case for me. Even I can see it in my own life in my own confirmation, my own experience, with the Holy spirit before I actually really pressed into that relationship. Um, I wasn't charismatic at all. I, I didn't, I wouldn't even consider myself being close to the Holy spirit after confirmation. And, um, but I totally had a relationship with God, but there's a clear difference afterwards in terms of closeness to the Lord, kind of like you were talking about Jill. And also I think confidence and boldness and, and in ministry and engaging with others and bringing the Lord to them. There's just more of a boldness and a confidence. I don't know. So I had a point. I don't remember what the point was, but (laughs) maybe I trailed. But But hopefully you guys got the point. Oh, the point. I got it. I got it. It came back. So my, my brain, um, I am, I don't know if you know Myers-Briggs stuff, whoever is listening, but I, the second letter of my Myers-Briggs is N and that's 20% of people. And we're the creatives in the space cadets. So you might encounter in this podcast, like I get halfway through a sentence and then I forget the other half of it. We are the ones. Are you that, INFJ? I, yeah, I'm INFJ. I'm INFJ too. Oh, wow. Well, this is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> So we are known as the people who, yeah, space out, daydream. And it makes me feel better that I know that that's just how I am and how Jesus made me, you know. But um, yeah. So anyway, the point was there actually is a clear difference in your life when you encounter him. You can't encounter the Holy Spirit and not be changed. Like you cannot not be affected, especially if you choose to enter into that relationship after the encounter. So mm. I think, but that's just me. You think? <laughs> you think? Well, yep. No, we do. <laughs> that's what we're. That's our. That's our promise to you. <laughs> um. So each episode, we decided that we wanted to do a couple things, and the first one is that we wanted to have a time of prayer, mm. of closing prayer, and so. I'm just going to invite Mary to to lead that prayer. And we really just want to invite the Holy Spirit to come down and to initiate kind of that that relationship with you one more time. Because he already has heaps of times. But just in this moment, to we encourage you to really be open to that encounter with the Holy Spirit. All right, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we just invite you right now to 
pour out your presence. Holy Spirit, we, we call on you specifically right now to just pour out your presence on all those who are listening to this podcast. Or we invite you to be in relationship, a deeper relationship with us, whether it's for the first time or for the thousandth time that we're inviting you to come even deeper. There's always more. And so right now, I just invite our listeners to just take a posture of just receiving right now and to just say out loud in your own words, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Just invite him in. Give him permission. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. Lord, you're a gentleman and um, you don't force this relationship. You, you just gently knock at the door. And so right now we just open the doors of our hearts We ask that you would fill us with your presence, that you would help us to encounter you, to enter into and to press into relationship with you. And we give you permission to transform us, to let our lives never be the same, even after this moment and through listening to this, Lord, because you can do it. Even through listening to a podcast, Lord, you can profoundly change someone's life and and create an encounter for them. And so, Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you for your presence, for your comfort, for your empowerment. We ask that you would help to transform our minds to encounter you as a person. And we desire a relationship with you. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Mary. Um, The last kind of thing that we decided that we wanted to do in each episode and really to help you, uh, because this podcast is about you, the listener, and really encouraging you and supporting you in this relationship with the Holy Spirit. So we want to leave kind of you guys with a practical or challenge for the week. Mary shared a little bit in her uh, trying to make her point (laughs) (laughs) uh, about about Peter pre-Pentecost and Peter post-Pentecost. So I just want to encourage you to to go and open up your Bible and pick one gospel and to read those chapters that really touch on on Peter after the agony in the garden, um, read all the way kind of through even the X chapter two. Um, it would be, yeah. Chapter two, when Peter addresses the crowd and just to pray with that kind of that transformation, that metanoia that happens within Peter, when Peter encounters and receives the Holy spirit and just to spend time in prayer, unpacking that and, Asking Holy Spirit to come and to move in your life with the same boldness, um, that those mm-hmm. graces of confirmation or those graces of baptism would come and be and reach full fruition within uh, within you and within your heart. And just to, to kind of spend the week, I guess, really being intentional about that. I think that this is a challenge is really important. And I think it's always good to just dive deeper into scripture And there's a tendency, I think, especially I've noticed this in Catholicism, where 
um, we feel like we know the story and we don't look at, I, I keep using this word, but just like the concrete reality of, of what actually happened. We don't think about it as what if I actually had witnessed this thing and, and that's crazy. You don't, you don't challenge yourself with it. Um, and so looking at, like, we all know the story of Peter denying Jesus three times or, you know, him stepping out of the water and et cetera, et cetera. But actually recognizing Peter was a real person and looking at who that real person was, who actually knew and walked with Jesus for three years and how different of a person, like most people don't sit down and read acts and go through it and think about how this is not just like a a nice story. These were real people and these are historical accounts of what they, they did and what they encountered. Recognizing the the huge shift in Peter's personality. Yeah. I mean, Peter went from denying Jesus three times, mm -hmm. hiding in an upper room, after the crucifixion happened, mm-hmm. even, you know, that discourse between Jesus when he first encounters Jesus, you know, like, um, Lord, you know, I love you. Right. Like those things, even after Jesus ascended, they were all gathered together. Like they had not yet gone out. Right. Yeah. Um, even though Jesus had given them the great commission, go out and make disciples of all nations. Right. Yep. Jesus or Peter is still. Just hanging out with the disciples, being like, all right, who wants to be the first guy to go out there? You know, <laughs> so people are coming like, <laughs> you know, they're afraid that the Roman soldiers are going to come and kill them. You know, all these things. And then we see then we see Pentecost and then Peter goes out and preaches in the middle of a crowd, like yeah. boldly. Of thousands and, of people who think that. He's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's that yeah. ashamed that they think that he's drunk. <laughs> like, that's one of my favorite lines of scripture. We're not drunk. It's only nine o'clock in the, in the morning. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But to put yourself in that place of being like, wow, like, and experiencing, as you read the, the scripture, experiencing those emotions of Peter, you know, like, mm-hmm. the the being scared enough to, to deny somebody that you've been walking with and who you believe and have pers- professed is the Christ to the shame that must have happened there to, you know, then after the ascension, like the weight of that, you know, like knowing he has the keys, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and being like, I've been given this directive to go out and to make disciples of all nations and to baptize them. But what is like, people want to kill me? What a, And like that conflict of human like nature within you, right. survival. Mm-hmm. You, like to really enter into that and really mm-hmm. find those times and pray with those times in your life that you can relate to Peter in those moments with those mm-hmm. human emotions. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so we, we just encourage you to do that. It's, um, I can't encourage you enough. And it's, It'll, it'll give you a whole new experience of the Lord in that way. But then recognizing, looking at how that affected Peter. And have you had that experience yet of Holy Spirit? Have you had this like moment of encounter 
and notice the difference now. And if not, that's not to, to guilt you or to shame you if you haven't. It's to let you know that this is available for you and to actually give you the opportunity to, to press into that relationship and to, to access that that incredible relationship with the third person of the Trinity. Um, and all that, that, that comes with that, all the blessing, all of the, the beautiful experiences and the empowerment and, um, even the, the other people that'll be affected through that relationship if you foster it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of our hope. Um, just to wrap up, I guess that's our hope for this podcast is then to be able to unpack what that looks like and all the things that come with a relationship with the Holy spirit. And so our kind of commitment right now, we're obviously in quarantine, so we're trying to (laughs) record as much content as we can and take advantage of kind of this gift of time. Mm -hmm. But our our aim is to have two episodes a month. So every other week um, for it to come out and to be available for you guys. Yeah, totally. So I'm excited. This is sweet. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks for joining. and we're praying for you. And I just, yeah, we want to encourage you in that, in that time of prayer to, you know, not shy away from, from our challenge. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Thanks. God bless. Bye guys. Thanks for listening.